0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with a under the weather Trent Smallwood and a fully healthy Jed May. So you know we got a we got a mix of both here tonight. So guys, first off, uh, how are each one of you doing? The week is here. Uh, we work us three pretty much work all year round trying to figure out okay what's going to happen on these upcoming three days the early signing period because that's where most of the most of the hay is put into the barn if you will for the recruiting classes nowadays and now we have to add the portal and all on top of that but guys how excited are you that it's finally here
1: yeah it's cool because and and blaine you can relate to this too we started these jobs kind of last summer about halfway through this 22 cycle so a lot of there was a lot of guys already committed to Georgia and things like that, but with this twenty-three class, we've been following these guys a lot longer. Um, so to see them, and we've gotten to know these guys and all that kind of stuff. So to see them, you know, sign their uh, NLI. Some of them are already on campus, going through bowl practice and all that stuff. It's cool. It's it's cool to see these guys, and um, you know, we'll see uh, how things shake out over the next few get next few days as Georgia looks to uh, finish up this class.
0: Yeah, uh, NLI, National Letter of Intent, not to be confused with name, image, and likeness, NIL, which uh, Trent likes to refer to as nil. Uh, we can put a play a drinking game. If Trent, How many times does Trent say nil on the show tonight? <laughs> well, I mean, was- <laughs>
2: it, it wouldn't be right if it wasn't nil. So, I mean, you got That's NLI, just, just to, you know, do away with the com- confused people out there. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, this is uh, a fun time for everybody. And it's different this year because of the transfer portal and I know there was transfer portal last year, but with the way the dates worked out this year and how everything's worked out, having everything fall at the same time, national signing day, having the, to to, you know, work the the portal and the playoff teams, having to prepare for a championship. It's just been a lot. Uh, I, know, I know the staff probably hadn't gotten much sleep the past couple of weeks, but uh, I expect Georgia to land most of their guys. And uh, you know, uh, the portal will be friendly too. So
0: Oh yeah, it's uh, it, there's it seems to be a lot less intri- intrigue this year uh, than last year. Last year, I felt like there was so many guys that were kind of 50 50s and there were some new staffs you know coming on board in the sec and things like that they were shaking things up a little bit all that kind of stuff but everything uh as crazy as it's been with the portal 1300 plus or jet i don't know is it 1500 plus now that have entered the portal across uh, college football but it seems like georgia and uh, we can point to the kind of first off here we're going to get to questions later usually we answer a lot of questions but now it's going to be mostly predictions and stuff like that and we will answer some questions at the end but jed mostly georgia has kind of got a lot of their work done early here and that includes you know the 17 early enrollees at least right now before uh before anybody else uh, commits or signs to georgia
1: yeah there's like you said there's 17 early enrollees and there's several guys that aren't enrolling early that are still signing early bo Huey, kj smith uh chris peel is signing early. Troy Bowles might be signed early. So, I mean, like you said, that I mean, that would get us up to or Jamal. Jamal, I don't know about Jamal Mer- Merriweather, but that's most of the class that would be signed in this next couple of days. Especially as you look at guys like uh, Damon Wilson, Jordan Hall, and Kyron Jones that they're in pursuit of too. So it's it's interesting. I guess that's just how y- you know things are in in college football nowadays. Schools are getting these guys on campus quicker. Things are getting done quicker. I mean, you look at last year on. The February signing day, Georgia added commitments, I, I believe, from both Kristen Miller and uh, Andrew Paul, and now it looks like the February signing day is just going to be a another day on the counter from a Georgia perspective. So it's very oh, interesting. So
0: it's going to be lot. the it's going to be the let's let's see what Deuce Robinson does show in February. Yep. That's that's going to be the the main focus with all that. But uh, you know, Trent, out of these out of these early enrollees, um, you know, a lot of guys already arrived on campus. Already and have started to to work with Georgia. I know that it's it's hard to always tell because guys develop differently once they get on college campuses, stuff like that. But who are some guys that you've kind of got circled in this class as you've evaluated and that say, man, as an early enrollee, these guys these guys could really be difference makers next year.
2: Well, I think you got to look at the edge players. The way Georgia's hurt on the edge this year, and um, you know, with no one going down, not having much depth. They really only have Robert bill that has any experience at that position and uh, next year he'll be gone so looking at the edge position uh Samuel mapimba uh, and uh, um, Gabe, you know, Gabe,
1: Harris.
2: Gabe Harris and then if you can land a Damon Wilson um I mean, I'd look for those three guys to come in and uh, you know make some, you know turn some heads early and and see some early action uh, come next year.
0: Yeah, we're going to go through all of our uh, predictions and and uh, in terms of the guys, the targets that are still out there. Had some news today before the show uh, with one of those targets decommitting from a school. Uh, so we'll, we'll mention that here in a minute. But I do want to say that as you see across the bottom and on each side of your screen there, uh, UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Auto Owners Insurance in cooperation with Turner Wood and Smith Insurance. If you need a quality insurance agency that's been around over a hundred years has terrific customer service. Um, in my, my own family, we trust them, uh, to help us out. And, uh, they're, they're very responsive. Every time you call Turner Wood and Smith is who you need to call. And they've got those great policies over there. Policy holders like auto owners that hook you up with life, home, car business. So all of your different needs for insurance and, uh, they, they, they do it. They do it right over there. Both been around over a hundred years and, uh, Make sure to go check them out. You'll see their their websites on the bottom of the screen, and we'll link everything up in the description as well. But guys, as we get going here, I know the first thing that maybe some people uh, are are going to wonder about is, you know, okay, is it almost uh, is it almost eerily too much, you know, calm, too much not going on, too much uh, un lack of uncertainty um as you head into signing day does somebody kind of kind of go you know go rogue and and end up pulling a surprise uh a la kamari wilson last year that georgia you know thought all the way until the very end they were gonna they were gonna have things like that Uh, do you guys envision any kind of uh, instability like that as as the early signing period approaches
1: i mean from a georgia perspective i don't I don't really think so. I mean, the one commit that you look at is is obviously Bo Healy. He's visited other places. He popped up at Colorado this weekend. Um, the the people we've spoken to believe Georgia hangs on to Bo Healy, as I, I believe that too. So, um, And then the commits, I mean, or not the commits, I'm sorry, the targets. You look at those guys and we feel like we've all been hearing the same things. Georgia likes where it is for Damon Wilson and has for a few weeks. Georgia likes where it is, but Jordan Holland has for months, really. Um, so, I mean, the one the the guy we know the least about, I guess, is Kyron Jones, who, as you mentioned, Blaine, committed, decommitted from uh, North Carolina State this afternoon, and Georgia's um, one of the top contenders there. He took an official earlier this month, but even the guys that are still out there uncommitted, it seems like we've got a good idea of of where they're going. Now, we can obviously say that last year when we were doing this show. 365 days ago and I, I believe we all said Kamari Kamari Wilson would probably end up with Georgia so um you know we're not perfect but but we're looking at it right now I think we've got a pretty good gauge on on um, what's going to be happening over the next uh two three days
0: Trent
2: yeah uh, I mean I think <clears throat> I think the transfer portal uh, has taken some uh, fun out of the uh, the national signing day. I, I think uh, a lot of kids have have jumped on early to commitment lists uh, to commitment lists because of the portal uh, opening up uh, to to have a spot. Um, because I think it's affecting high school recruiting more than it's affecting. And I know there's going to be some guys left out in the transfer portal, but it's really going to take a toll on high school recruiting because of this these, this transfer portal. So I think you're starting to see guys jump on early. And it's just not a lot of drama leading up with, with Georgia's just got about, uh, you know, four or so, five, uh, five targets. And uh, and they pretty much got the hay in the barn uh, leading up to it.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess we're, we're going to throw out some predictions here. And of those predictions, I wanted to – the first one is I think – first prediction for us is I think Georgia signs all the players currently committed. I don't see anybody flipping uh, away as uh, Jed and Trent pointed out. Bo Hewley would be that one that you would have to look at because he did take a visit so soon. And he also, you know, flirted with Auburn for so long. And now Hugh freeze comes on board and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, Georgia was just very, very consistent in their recruitment of, of Bo Hewley. Now, listen, in the age of NIL and the age of, of just recruiting in general, how we are, you know, social, social media, everything that is so instantaneous. Now, good Bo Hewley, uh, wake up on signing day and, you know, have a, have a decision uh, to go elsewhere in his mind. Absolutely. But all indications are that, you know, that he's going to end up being a a, a Georgia Bulldog and sign with him. And Trent, I think the other big, big scare that that, uh, I guess Georgia would have had in this class would have been loss and lucky, but uh, you put the, you put the note out on the vault a couple of weeks ago that, uh, that Georgia really held off uh, Alabama there and, uh, and was, and he shut everything down.
2: Yeah, and Alabama really preached, you know, Georgia's depth. George's depth at the position and, and Alabama not having that depth and he could come in and contribute early and and I think uh he couldn't turn down the fact that, you know, playing for uh playing in Athens and then being that legacy recruit and, and then falling in those footsteps. So and, and also, you know, you're a tight end, so uh that doesn't hurt playing in Athens under Todd Hartley because uh you see what he's done with the tight ends. So um yeah, that, that'd that be the only other one that uh, I would see that, uh, you know, that, that was any drama-led. Um, but rest of them, you know, they got how many on, on campus already? You know, 30% of them on campus already, 40% of them. So um, there won't be much drama uh, tomorrow as long as Bo Hewley, uh, you know, ends up a dog.
0: Absolutely. We got all the, the regulars in here. Of course, uh, Jeremy Barbary from Loganville is in here. We've got uh, – I saw – Jeff uh, Hightoff in here, a um, bunch of guys that are that are normally in here. I'll go ahead and hit the uh, hit the like, hit subscribe if you don't already. Turn on notifications. We really appreciate it. We got uh, Richard L from Augusta in here. All kinds of guys uh, in here with us. So We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, it always helps to share it out on social media. Real quick, uh, do all that kind of stuff for us because um, the more that we can. Get uh, get those algorithms up and and do this kind of stuff. Uh, get the get the numbers up. It really helps us bring you guys more and more content. So greatly appreciated there. Now guys, uh, we kind of need to look at these targets and kind of when it comes down to it, you mentioned it, Trent. It's a it's a narrowed group. Georgia really narrowed its focus here down at, at, towards the end. Uh, there were there were some guys who were on the fringe that they kind of kind of recruited when it looks to like the, you date all the way back to maybe, you know, Gasden at at, def, at defensive end for a little while, Cobb at running back for a little while, all these guys that were kind of on the periphery. But when it came down to it, it came down to a probably six, eight true targets, uh, and, and two of those would be along the defensive front and Damon Wilson and Jordan Hall. What has been uh, kind of your latest here, hearing on those guys? These are both guys that Ohio State was – uh, involved with, uh, and of course Alabama came after Wilson, but ultimately um, it was uh, Florida being the the other contender with Jordan Hall. But what are you hearing on Damon Wilson and Jordan Hall as we approach signing day here?
2: Yeah, uh, Wilson, uh, it really started to swing Georgia's way before his last visit to Ohio State. Um, it, even when he took that visit uh, to to Ohio State uh, for the for the Michigan uh, loss, I guess you say um, uh, that it, the things were already the momentum was already swinging towards Georgia. And uh, when it, when he came back, it, it just continued that way. Uh, it, that that visit didn't push Ohio State over the top. Georgia continued to lead, and we've talked about it much in the past. One visit, no matter you know win or loss, is not going to push one uh, one way or another. But uh, Georgia continued to hold that momentum. He's built a great relationship with. Uh, Uzo Uzo Derebe, and um, I think uh, you know, looking at Ohio State, he can get what he gets at Ohio State much closer to home and uh, at Georgia, and let's see how he produces. So, I really like Georgia for Wilson, and then for Hall, uh, I mean, Hall's a quiet kid, there's been some back and forth behind the scenes about Florida here, Florida there, but I still think Georgia uh holds out the end and lands uh, Hall tomorrow.
0: Jed, you had you know you you've covered the the Hall recruitment I think a little bit clip more closely than than uh, Trent and I. Just so you guys know, we kind of we kind of divide and conquer here. We we have guys who are kind of specialists on different ones here. Jed Jed's really done a lot with uh, the Jordan Hall recruitment there. So what what do you uh, what do you think about Jordan Hall coming into to this one, Jed?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it, Georgia has felt good about him. I mean, for for months, he he made visits to Athens. He was at the Georgia Florida game. I remember I saw him a couple of days before that at a high school game down in Jacksonville, and he was he kept raving about how cool it was seeing uh, Kirby Smart's helicopter land on the field down there. So, um, when when you look at the guys, if Jordan Hall and Jamal Jarrett as well, Trey Scott has done a tremendous tremendous job with those two guys. I'm um, just building that relationship and preaching that development. I and mean, we all wondered back in April, what is you know, these all these defensive linemen going in the draft, what's that going to do for recruiting? We're seeing that with Jamal Jarrett and uh, Jordan Hall. Okay, Jamal Jarrett, what better vision for Jamal Jarrett do you have than Jordan Davis? Jordan Hall, hey, you want to come and be developed to me the next Devontae Wyatt or Trayvon Walker? I think he skews more towards Wyatt, but you've got that to pitch now. So um, we're, we're really starting to see the fruits of that labor Um pay off with these guys and like Trent said Georgia's been in a good position with Paul for a while and um you know I expect him to uh, choose Georgia on on Thursdays he's uh, pushing things back one day but he's um committing on Thursday about 2 30 I think so um I expect him to end up in red and black
0: yeah so there's our prediction number two uh so far Georgia lands Damon Wilson and Jordan Hall is what we believe going into signing the signing period here uh now listen uh, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of this is called rumors versus facts. Well, uh, Trent, there's been a lot of rumor and innuendo about a, a lot of the NIL situation and and if indeed Damon Wilson does go to Georgia, well, there was a lot of NIL driven and stuff like that and and that somehow Georgia is uh, vastly outspending Ohio State its collectives and all that kind of stuff. And um, Trent, I just I just think that that's a a little bit you know. Maybe it's uh, sour grapes from people on uh, on Ohio State message boards. Maybe it's just uh, misinformation. But I just don't think that's how Georgia is going about constructing their roster. Now, don't get me wrong. They're using NIL through the Classic City Collective, and they, there's a big push to do that. But I don't think it's being done in such a way where, you know, as in maybe other uh, SEC East programs that had uh, a late season altercation in the locker room over NIL. I don't. I think Kirby Smart is trying to avoid that at all cost.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, and I'm not. Point my finger at anybody in particular because word gets around and then people spread it and all that kind of stuff but uh georgia's not using the nil to buy recruits uh i think i think you're gonna put out uh, they're gonna put out a plan and you know that the collective can put out a plan of what you know what can be gained throughout the time in athens but it the, the georgia staff's not you know going the m route and buying recruits up front that's just not uh that's not the direction georgia's going and recruiting and I, we've confirmed that several times
0: and you know when it when it comes down to it uh Jed I mean it's just a it's just a, a matter of okay everybody that we've typically heard that ends up being a Georgia bulldog or committing to Georgia typically has a a line of verbiage that they use and that line Sounds like it came straight from Kirby Smart's mouth. Uh, that was a, no no better example than last week with a, a, a Jaden Perlotti from Buford, a 2025 guy. who was talking about, hey, I'm not worried about NL. I'm looking for that money I can make in the NFL and, and being developed and all that kind of stuff. And it just seems like that's the uh, kind of the company line, so to speak, for guys that that end up going to Georgia.
1: Well, and bringing it into this class too, Blaine, I remember you had a story on Samuel and Pimba, and it was the same thing. Like, if there's anybody that could go cash in on nil money, it would be Samuel and Pimba, five star edge guy from St. Louis. All this kind of stuff. But that story you had, it was the same thing. I'm looking to be developed. I'm looking to go to the NFL and and get that those first round checks. And when 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 we were asking around with sources about this the supposed Damon Wilson thing, like I, that came as news to the people we were talking to as well. So. um yeah, it's 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 an easy and, and people on, on on our boards do it as well when, when recruits go elsewhere, people bring up NIL. It's just it's that's gonna be you know, it's 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 the that's it's easy classic. that's the easy it's, way it's easy. out, it seems yeah, like it's an easy way out. And it's it's you know, Georgia loses on kids to other schools, other schools lose on kids to Georgia. It's just sometimes NIL upfront is a part of it, sometimes it's not. I think in the Damon Wilson case specifically, like we were just talking about with Jamal Jarrett and Jordan Hall, Georgia is Selling development, Jaderu Zoderibe has done a great job building relationships uh, with a lot of these guys, and he, uh, you know, took over the job earlier this year. And um,
0: and and yeah. Well, and to be clear, to be clear, the Georgia staff, no college staff legally can go to somebody and say, "Here's how much you would get in NIL." It's all through the collective and stuff like that. But what Georgia can do, and what other schools can do, is they can say, "Listen, we can't." you know, talk to you about inducement or or what's coming up front. But what we can tell you is here's how much here's how much NIL Stetson Bennett has made. Here's how much NIL Brock Bowers has made. Here's how much NIL Chris Smith has made. You know, they can go through and say, if you come to Georgia and you get the eyeballs on you that are with being the the on the defending national champions, possibly back to back national champions, and the big huge games. I don't know how many millions of people watched that Georgia Tennessee game earlier this year. Of course, play in any year you play in the SEC Championship, all these eyeballs on you. Then that's where the the marketability and the in the NIL opportunities really come into play. I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars guys have have made uh, through their time there, Trent. But, yeah. yeah yeah and uh and i don't
2: know you know there were specific numbers going out for the wilson situation and uh you know how anybody would know specific numbers on that on that you know we don't know any specific numbers well we have no clue what georgia players make so i think all of that is just a little bit of uh he said she said and it turns into something bigger than it is
0: always be careful if anybody if anybody is out there on any kind of outlet or anything telling you this person got offered this amount of money for all this kind of stuff, then automatically chalk that up to they're they're either embellishing something or they're making something up because nobody, first of all, there's no set contracts a lot of times on these numbers and stuff like this, guys, they're there. It's, it's very fluid and all that kind of stuff. So just be wary of that when you're, when you're uh, getting coverage anywhere on all that kind of stuff. I will tell you this, uh, the 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 kind of the two stories about Georgia NIL is oh Georgia's either they 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 don't want to use enough NIL or Georgia's paying these big guys all this kind of stuff i'm going to tell you that i don't think either one's the case i think Georgia's got a ample supply uh, with through the Class C Collective and, and other, other outlets that it has going on that, that Georgia won't ever be hurting in NIL. And I think there's plenty of business partners that will be willing, but I don't think Georgia is, is willing to wreck their uh, team chemistry to kind of go out in front like some of these other programs may have. May have. Um, so that was the guys up front. We talked about them getting Damon Wilson and Jordan Hall. Now, you know, Trent, on the, on the back end of the defense – uh, there could be some some guys maybe maybe leave after the year of course you enter the NFL you got Chris Smith leaving Keith Ringo uh, even with you know at some times an up and down performance on the year he he's still a freak athlete with great measurables and some NFL GMs gonna see him and want to get him very high and uh, you got to be able to replace those type of guys and I think Georgia is uh you know, fast on the on the trail with guys like Daniel Harris and Kyron Jones that they're going to be going after hard. And Kyron Jones, in fact, uh, decommitted from NC State after his recent uh, flurry of visits and and to and from uh, Georgia in the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, and I would uh, I think Daniel Harris and uh, Kyron Jones ends up in this class for Georgia, um, which would you know like it would lead to some attrition uh, from Georgia DBs, or they're they're expecting some. Um, Keely ringo uh, probably be a first round pick uh, he'll be gone then you got Chris Smith leaving um, and you got some returners in there and uh, but you know you you'll uh, I, th- I think uh, you could see some of that clash from last year uh, hit the transfer portal and and no specific names out of, out of anywhere but you have a lot of guys backed up uh, at that cornerback position right there and uh, whether it go all the way back to nylon green and, uh, and so so you you could see some movement uh uh, after the after the playoffs and at that position
0: jed i just feel like i mean in the nature of how things go currently bill norton the only one that uh entered the portal and now he's committed to uh arizona which by the way uh, if i could give bill one advice is that ben if they're if you're gonna wear that number one jersey maybe they uh out there at arizona maybe ask them to Size that thing up a little bit. It was it was a little tight on him. A little schmedium out there. Bill Norton was uh, was wearing over there at Arizona, but good for Bill Norton. He's going to do great out there at Arizona. But in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of what is possibly coming there, I do think, and I'll go ahead and throw the uh, prediction up. I do think, like Trent said, some attrition could be coming. And like we said, we're not going to, uh, you know, throw out any certain names. But Georgia's just got him, you know, got a lot of uh highly talented corners in those, you know, freshman sophomore classes there that that could end up looking for other opportunities.
1: Yeah. And and I think it's just especially when Kirby has approached us the way he has to just bring like stacking these classes back to back to back. Defensive back is one of those positions where guys are going to hit the portal. Last year Georgia won a national championship and had three guys transfer out. So and William, um, Poole, and William uh, Poole. Yeah, the William Poole situation where he left the team. Either fall camp right at the beginning of the season. I don't I don't remember exactly, but so numbers are down. Kirby he he always brings us up that that defensive back numbers aren't where he'd like them to be. Um, you know you can never have too many, so y- you go after guys knowing a you can never have too many, but b there's probably going to be some guys leave, um, and it's just that that's the nature of it i mean i know we're going to get to it in a little bit but 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 smoke buoy is being pursued by george as well as another db that could come in so um you know that that that's just kirby mentioned this the other day you try to match the inflow with the outflow when it comes to this transfer portal stuff um and when you're anticipating guys leaving what do you do you go out and try to get guys um to fill those spots so
0: and you got to yeah. remember those guys you said that that left last year famously georgia didn't they didn't bring anybody in. So and then William Poole goes in. So he's not Kirby Smart's not lying when he said Georgia was minus numbers at, at the defensive back. And then, oh, by the way, Daniel Jackson goes out for the for the season with an injury. So uh it's really kind of remarkable the the level of defensive play that Georgia has put out with uh being a little bit thin in in certain areas and even areas that they're not as thin corner as we talked, they aren't as experienced, right? So so that was that was the kind of thing they had to uh, fight through there so that's that's a interesting dynamic but i mean trent you know i think it's just kind of expected at this point that georgia doesn't shy away from this when they recruit guys i don't care if it's at quarterback at running back at receiver or at db uh they they say listen we're, we're going to bring in elite athletes and you're going to compete every day and and uh ever since this transfer portal thing started even going back to devod wilson and all those kind of guys you know guys that ended up Tyreek Stevenson, guys that ended up wanting to go to greener pastures, they have, and Georgia's just replaced them.
2: Yeah, and like you said, you're, you're looking back, and and me just looking back, following those guys, and you mentioned two of them. Then you then you look at, uh, um, you know, uh, at, at Arkansas, they had they had uh, DB. some
0: <laughs> hey, Richard, Richard, like Pokemon as they collect them all with DBs. But,
2: but Arkansas had two, uh, Jermaine Burton at Alabama. I mean they have players everywhere uh out of the portal just just you know down at Miami with Tyreek Stevenson um you know so so guys are uh they definitely transfer and they're going to transfer it's it's just going to happen year in and year out when you definitely when you stack classes but I think Kirby's taking the right approach of you know you have to you have to expect that you have to see see what position you think might be happening that Trisha might be happening and then go ahead and and stock that covered uh more And I think that's what he's doing in his last two spots.
0: Yeah, so so first of all, and I'll recap the predictions here. We've kind of – we went through three. I guess two and a half of them, I guess, would be positive for Georgia so far. We said prediction number one is we think that Georgia signs all the players that are currently committed to them. We don't see anybody uh, dropping out of the class. Bo Hewley is the one you have to – it could be the caveat to that one. You just got to wait and see. But seems like uh, Georgia – still is confident that they're going to pull him in. The prediction number two was Georgia lands Damon Wilson and Jordan Hall and fortifies that defensive end, uh, outside linebacker position, and also interior there to kind of match Jordan Hall with Jamal Jarrett. And then this is where you kind of got half good, half bad. Uh, Georgia's likely to to bring Daniel Harris back into the class. I, I'll be honest with you. On that one, Trent, we didn't talk about this a whole lot I had my doubts on that one, especially once his brother hit the transfer portal. That was such a that was another dynamic that you know are they wanted looking to go together and all that kind of stuff. That's why I held out for a long time of putting in a future cast on stuff because I just hadn't heard enough that I felt really good about it. But today, our uh, when when the wave of of uh, of information started to come in from our uh, our. Penn State side over there at rivals is like okay, it's uh, now we're now we're starting to hear hear enough. So, um, Dan Daniel Harris, I think will be a part of this class. But the bad part of that one being that we just talked about some attrition coming. Now this one probably uh, all bad for uh, uh, Georgia fans out there watching. Prediction number four: No sidere Mitchell or Chase Besantis in this class. These are two guys I think that that Georgia was very. In, in hot pursuit of and even had some inroads at one point, maybe even a couple of weeks ago, Jed, we thought that both of these guys could be potential flips to Georgia, but uh Sidear Mitchell in particular and chase Bessantis on social media, they both uh, put a little squash on, on those things in, in the last day.
1: Yeah. And with Basantis a, a lot of the, I guess momentum there was kind of centered around the fact of A staff changes. What happens with Steve Adazio, the offensive line coach, and and that um, that that part of A and M staff has remained intact. So that I'm um, kind of took George out of the running for Passantes. And then and when you look at Mitchell, I mean, Blaine, you remember when you posted the the um, the schedule of, of in home visits the staff was taking. The entire Georgia staff, it seemed like, went up yeah. and saw Sadir Mitchell. And obviously, he was a guy that almost chose Georgia the first time around that ended up choosing Texas. Um, but, I mean, he posted a thing. I don't know if it was today or yesterday about the the fake mock signing that he was doing with, with Texas. So, uh, seems locked in there. So, uh, that happens. You know, that's why you don't damage relationships with these guys because both of them have been committed to their schools for months. Georgia makes a run at him in the end. Didn't work out, but that's why that's kind of the mindset of of Kirby Smart and company. Keep relationships, don't burn bridges, and then if you flip a guy at the end, then um then you go for it. But um but yeah, as of right now, we're not expecting either one of those in the class.
0: And listen, Trent, when uh, Steve Sarkeesian and Jimbo Fisher get fired next year, then then Georgia be right in there on on both of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then
2: that's that's the reason why Kirby don't burn any bridges on the recruiting trail, because you never know what happens uh even a year later or two years later. So um stay in that uh, the good graces and uh, you you might see those guys come back around in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, it, it's always interesting now. I mean, the way that it's been described to us is is, you know, I was talking to somebody uh intricately involved in the whole process of transfer portal and all this kind of stuff and I was like I was like so really basically, you know, it's like being part of an NFL front office now, right? You got to know uh who's coming available. And he goes he goes, "Well, it really, it's worse. He goes, because everybody is an unrestricted free agent every year. He goes, there's no, there's no tie-ins and all that kind of stuff. So it is crazy. Uh, but even guys that, that Georgia probably doesn't get this cycle, as you mentioned, and both of you mentioned that Georgia does a pretty good job of, uh, uh, of keeping those, those relationships. Uh, and and that'll come into play with our next prediction here. Uh, prediction number five: Georgia will add between four to six players out of the portal this off season. Uh, I know that that immediately the uh, uh, the people that, that come to mind in terms of the guys that, that Georgia feels the most most feels the best about, um, and that we've talked about the most here on the on the vault over on the website. And that's another reason you guys need to be uh, a member of that. Uh, of UGAsports.com, uh, Dominic Lovett, who was a, an electrifying wide receiver from Missouri, he was in on on a visit. Ra Ra Thomas has been on a visit, and Smoke Bowie has been on a visit. Those are the three guys that Georgia has gotten on campus. Uh, Trent and Jed, whoever wants to, <laughs> say this one. Then I think that Georgia feels really good about about all three. There's 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 previous there's previous. Uh, you know, relationship with Smoke Bowie. And then the other two, there's just uh, some some real need. You talked, we talked about some attrition at, at uh, defensive back. There's also going to be some attrition at wide receiver. And also, even as things stand right now, there's just a need at wide receiver. And I think that's what is being communicated to Rob Ra Thomas and Dominant Lovett.
1: Remember last year when we were doing this show and we were talking about Georgia trying to get back in at Smoke Bowie at the very, very end? Like it just, it, it's like this whole Burning Bridges conversation can be illustrated by the fact we're talking about the same guy one year apart. Um, But anyway, yeah, when you look at those receivers, Kirby mentioned the other day that when they look at the portal, they want to look at guys that they have a relationship with, that they played against, that they've had on campus. Rara Thomas and Dominic Lovett both had good games against Georgia this year. I mean, they've literally game planned against them and been um, the defense has been and I wouldn't say torched, but, you know, they've had success against Georgia's defense. So Kirby Smart and company have got a real good look at those guys. It's no coincidence that those are the guys – and the Kent State receivers too, Dante Cephas and um, – I forget the name of the other guy, but but two more guys that have played against Georgia. So um, those are kind of the criteria. And obviously, Blaine, you mentioned Smoke Boogie as well, former commit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those three guys you mentioned, and you look at other positions of need, a potential edge guy, running back maybe, um, potential offensive lineman – even. um, So, yeah, when you look at the guys, Georgia already feels good about other positions where they could look to add somebody uh, four to six, I think is a realistic number.
0: Trent. I mean, in terms of, in terms of those receivers, uh, it's my opinion that I would think that, you know, just because of the nature of how things ended up and, and Robert Thomas did get on Auburn's campus right before the end of the dead period, I would think that you would have to lean a little bit more towards dominant love it being the guy that maybe georgia feels even better about out of those two but i think still uh even with the visit to auburn uh at least from what we're hearing it, it seems like georgia's in pretty good shape with with thomas
2: yeah and that's where it gets you know interesting with with them being in, in good shape with both of them is uh you know what if another one pops up so who would be uh, and, you know, what we don't know is who'd be priority number one on the Georgia's board, uh, if you was to go that direction. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, how this all prioritizes out, and uh, especially with the newly, uh, transfer coming in on the portal today and Travis Hunter.
0: Yeah. And here, here's the thing about, um, here's the thing about the timing of all this. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw one of these two guys. Maybe even all three of the guys that have have visited Bowie, uh, Thomas, and Love it. If 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 one of them is going to commit to Georgia, I would think you would see it happen. Just maybe just after the early signing period is over with, they give the give the early signing period kind of their moment. Let the let the guys get signed, handle all that business. Then here comes then here comes some uh, some some portal movement right there. Uh, now everybody's wanna, gonna want to ask about Travis Hunter. Uh, Travis Hunter, uh, former, you know, all everything could play whatever he wants. Receiver, uh, DB. In fact, when he was being recruited by Georgia out of high school, they were pretty much saying that uh, you know we we you know we probably see you as a DB, but but you could play whatever. I mean, it was it was being just get him on campus, right? Just get him there, and. Now he's got an opportunity. He was in Colorado just after the Celebration Bowl, uh, following Deion Sanders up there to go um, and check out Boulder. But you know, he he publicly he he put out he he made these rumors go because if he had not said anything, I think everybody would just assumed well he's going to Colorado. But he comes out and publicly says that listen, uh, I appreciate Deion, but I'm going to do what's best for me and. And uh, I, I I don't know where I'm going, and it, and all again with the evidence, Georgia, Florida State, and Jackson State were kind of the the final three there. Trend and and Georgia uh, seems to to still have uh, some good ties to Travis Hunter, and there and obviously there's a lot of people talking about it. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna dial that hill i'm not gonna go out there and say say travis hunters coming to georgia i'll believe it uh when he when he gets it when he when he gets to georgia if that's the case but uh but you know it seems like uh with you know dumb and dumber so you're telling me there's a chance
2: <laughs> yeah there, there's there's a good chance i'm not you know i'll probably report on this but i probably won't ever make a prediction um because you just you just never know you never saw jackson state coming this time last year so uh I mean, you know, I I think the whole, the holdup in him following Dion is Colorado. I think uh, being at Colorado, um, you know, I I think Mississippi was, was uh, a little bit easier, but being at Colorado is a little different um, for the family and everything. So I think being closer to home um, would be one, you know, uh, I guess, trait of staying, you know, going to somewhere around here. Um, I I saw, you know, there's a couple other schools that have reached out. I'm sure every school in the country is going to reach out, but. I do know that, uh, but Georgia will be involved. Georgia is going to shoot their shot and, and he's already, he's already, he already knows enough about Kirby smart and will Muschamp and those guys to know what he would get there. And, you know, Georgia is, um, from what I'm told is that, you know, they're, they want him as a wide receiver in a defensive back, but wide receiver is a position. uh, What had been talked to him about when they called him and, uh, um, I think he, he does have a little weight to add to play some defensive back in the SEC, but um, we'll wait and see. But I do know he's very familiar with the staff. He's very familiar with Todd Munkin and, and Kirby Smart and this staff, and uh, he don't have to visit. I know it's dead period in transfer portal. He doesn't have to visit to make a decision. Um, he, he took the visit to Colorado to see how he liked Colorado. Uh, he knows about these other schools, so we'll see where it goes from here. It is the dead period uh, for transfer portals as well. So we'll see what we hear uh, moving forward. But I do expect him to uh, be enrolled on somebody's campus in January.
0: Jed, uh, Jed and Trent, I can't remember. Trav, uh, Travis Hunter's originally from, from Florida, right? He was in Florida. Florida before he moved to Georgia. So he's lived, Jed, he's lived in Florida and he's lived in Georgia and he's lived in Jackson, Mississippi. I think those climates are quite different than uh than boulder colorado that that may be part of the reason he's going out there to test it out just how cold is it out here Type type thing you know you even see Dion sanders in these videos and stuff when he's when he's visiting over there uh he's he's got the big coats on and all that kind of stuff so i think that's part of it is just kind of getting the getting the climate of uh, of colorado a little bit testing that out
1: you know flip side maybe he's sick of the first two months of the season always being really hot and he wants to go somewhere where it's 75 when the season starts um but no it's like Trent said Georgia is in contact there's obviously that relationship there um I probably wouldn't predict you know it, it's kind of almost like last year because there was all the rumors about about it, it kind of seemed like Georgia didn't have a real chance with Travis Hunter until they did out of nowhere really and I think this is kind of similar Georgia's gonna be there they're gonna recruit him. they're gonna be in contact the the pace um the timeline I guess is kind of accelerated with transfer portals and wanting to get somewhere in January maybe, but um, it, it's going to be really interesting. I think we all remember last year when he went to Jackson state and there was all the rumors of the NIL deal and Barstool and, you know, he's, he's got this huge YouTube page now. And, and it's going to be interesting to see if that factors into things. Um, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch. It's, he's a fascinating guy to watch last year. He's a really talented player. And now he's kind of, um, you know, the, the, the top guy out there in the transfer portal um, once again. So he's definitely a guy that's captured the attention of college football over the last probably 18 months or so.
0: Yeah, and I and, and with him being out there, of course, he's a guy that if he ends up wanting to come, he can basically ha- have whatever spot. You're going to make a spot for him. It's going to be there. I think in the next cycle, you may see, like, like and when I say the next cycle, remember there's another portal uh, – period a portal uh, window that comes open in mid mid-january and stays open for a little while that kind of stuff so and then or one after spring so you know when all that happens the the final pieces there like you said Trent whether it's a five technique or whether it's a, another running back if Georgia feels they need one or something like that I think that's when maybe those kind of pieces may get addressed if needed but right now um, wide receiver defensive back, uh, is is kind of the kind of the place that that you would you would look for most of the activity portal wise from Georgia?
2: Yeah, and I think that's the guys that you. I mean, you're trying to get these guys in so they can, uh, you know, get accustomed to the offense, start working with uh, whatever quarterback you're gonna, you know, have next year, Carson Beck, Gunner Stockton, uh, Evan if it's. Uh, uh, Brock Vanderver. So, uh, Vandergriff. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, whatever quarterback you have that uh, you, you want to start working with these wide receivers, working on their timing and getting these guys in as early as possible is uh, uh, the reason why you want to get these guys uh, on campus.
0: It's okay. Trent's from Gainesville. He was thinking of an old uh, East Tall guy, Brock Vandiver, over there. So that's that's, that's it. Was it was thinking. Blake. It was Blake. Uh, Blake, Blake <laughs> I got you. They get him. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to get here to our vault questions real quick, and i got to lead off with it. It wasn't the first one in order, but, man, i got to lead off with this one because everybody knows my affinity for pro wrestling on here, and Mikey P, 1983, just absolutely with a dandy, dandy of a question here. You said, with Justice Haynes electing to join 2000's WCW, uh, referring to Alabama instead of the Attitude Area WWE, Currently, Georgia. What's the latest prediction on our running back strategy? the The portal kid we just offer looks good. Trent, I think he may be re- referring to uh, an offer that that we found out wasn't an offer uh, that that got reported out there um, it, or got put out on social media. Uh, but I, man, let me just applaud Mikey P right here because if if anybody listens to former Georgia uh, radio production guy and wcw analyst uh tony savani t- uh, announcer tony savani he referred to 2000s wcw as a coffin on roller skates so that is what mikey p is referring to alabama right now a coffin on roller skates is what he's uh versus georgia being red hot so i thought that was interesting but trent um latest predictions on georgia's running back strategy uh, i mean they could have five good ones coming back next year
2: yeah, I think it all depends on, uh, you know, and it goes with what we we're talking about. What are they feeling like is going to happen at defensive back? What are they feeling like is going to happen at running back? And if apparently, they got a good vibe of what they're hearing, or, or you know, talking to those players and what's going to happen with the returnees on the on the roster. So, I think uh, if if you start seeing Georgia send out some offers, uh, they'll get they'll get the feeling that you know they're losing one or two guys. But right now, I think they feel comfortable with the guys that are coming back, uh, along with you know adding Robinson to the
0: bunch. Yet, uh, if I'm not, you know, yeah, you do a lot more with the team coverage, uh, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Georgia was pretty pretty pleased with how Andrew Paul was doing uh, his, his progress before he got injured.
1: Yeah, and I think he's a little bit of the wild card because you look at August, I mean, he's – I wouldn't think he'd be back for really any of spring practice. So the key is, when does he get back? Is it at the beginning of summer, middle of summer, you know, what's what's he looking like at the beginning of fall camp? Because getting him back healthy is is like adding a a, a body to the room. I mean, it's it's such a cliche, but it's true. Um so you look at those guys. I mean Kenny McIntosh is probably gone. Kendall Milton is is probably back. I mean you never know, but probably back. Um and what you just seeing from Dejon Edwards this year and Branson Robinson and And like, and Andrew Paul and Roger Robinson as well. That's, that's a pretty solid stable. And even Cash Jones is like decent as, as, as in his action this year. So you look at those guys, I mean, I would expect them to look at portal guys. I mean, from what we've heard, they didn't really look too hard at Marshawn Lloyd out of South Carolina. If anybody else hits the portal, maybe, maybe after spring practice, that could be an area they look at, um, I mean, Andrew Paul last year came out of nowhere, and they signed him on the February signing day. So you can't rule out a situation like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if they didn't add somebody, I think they'd be pretty comfortable with what they're bringing back.
2: I think Kendall Milton has, uh, you know, kind of looked like the Kendall Milton they expected to be on campus the last yeah. two or three games, and that's that's helped, I think.
0: Well, and this is where this is where NIL probably is going to play a big role in this too, right? Because you know, uh, no longer does maybe a guy who might be a you know the upside of of after this year for Milton could be a you know round you know what five to seven draft pick maybe but but you could stay at Georgia for another year be considered the the lead back in the in the offense and and have an opportunity to make a you know make a lot of money off your name image and likeness in college I mean you see Bo Nix out of Oregon coming back for for another year. He, Bo Nix is going to make a killing out there in Eugene uh, next year with NIL opportunities. Stetson's forty-two, so yeah. I mean, Stetson's drawing Social Security and NIL checks at the same time. So you know, that's just how that's just how it's rolling right now. But these these guys have these these opportunities that you know that some people say you know there's there's downside to NIL, but there's also some positive to it because it's going to keep. It's going to keep guys around a little bit longer. I think you'll see this also, Jed, in college basketball. Uh, that's a big gripe of college basketball. People say, oh, well, you don't know the players anymore because they're always gone, you know, one and done, all this kind of stuff. But I think that's going to keep guys around there as well. So, uh, interesting there. Um, but we got a got a few more, few more questions here. And this one uh, is, Jed, we got one from Medical Dog that kind of ruled the weekend a little bit.
1: Yeah, here we go. Uh quarterbacks uh, have come back again on Dylan Raiola. How does the staff navigate his and Ryan puglisi's recruitment? Do you think there's a chance Georgia goes all in on Raiola and ends up without a star 2024 quarterback? let
0: will say this, uh we we talked we had Ryan puglisi here on the show and we talked to him and uh you know Trent Jed what did Paglese say when when I asked him, you know, how does it how does it factor in? You know, talking about all these other guys at other schools. What What was his answer? I ain't scared of nobody. Yeah, yeah he ain't
2: scared of the competition.
0: Yeah, he yeah. said he didn't. He said he didn't care where people were going. So, uh, if that holds true, if that's his attitude, and you know, basically now, here's the thing: go look at these other schools. Notre Dame, uh, you know, UCLA, LSU. They all have. 2024 quarterbacks that are that are highly touted there there's there's good quarterbacks out there everywhere but i'll say this dylan riola is the type of prospect that if you have any shot at whatsoever you are i mean it is malpractice as a recruiter and a coach if you don't go after him that's the kind of that's the kind of prospect that uh that raula is and i really think you know I really think when it comes down to it uh, that that Georgia is involved here, uh, and I don't think that you would see any movement from Luglisi, You know, right now. I don't think you'd see – you may not even see any. They could end up both uh, coming in. But here's, here's the thing about it is Dylan Raola is someone that was very, very close uh, to – thought to be very, very close to committing to Georgia before the whole – it just – in a very quick hurry came about with Ohio state and things have went sideways there a little bit. And I do know one thing is that, uh, you know, Kirby smarts involved in this one. And that just, that says a lot when, when the head guy is, uh, you know, taking time with our early signing day coming up that, you know, Kirby's involved, you know, talking to a 2024 quarterback. And uh, I just know for a fact that a lot of, there's a lot of people talking about, Nebraska, USC out there, I'm not saying they're not involved. They are involved. Georgia is just as much involved, if not more so.
1: And, I mean, I think looking at the main point or the second part of that question, I guess, I don't think Georgia ends up without either one of those guys. I think either Georgia doesn't get Raiola and Puglisi sticks, or I think Georgia does get Raiola and Puglisi either <clears> – <throat> or sticks and and Dequist. I mean, I think you're – I mean, there really isn't a worst case. I mean, there is a worst case scenario is, is that C D commits and you don't get Raiola, but I don't think that is a realistic. I, I don't think that would happen. I think you are going to get either one of of those guys, and, and like you said, Raiola is a guy worth taking a shot on. He's really good. He's that talented. He's, I believe, the rival's number one player, um, in that twenty four class, and and for good reason. So, um, you know shoot your shot, see what happens. But but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think Georgia's going to come away with one of those guys.
2: Yeah. Uh, I believe that 100%. I think it, you wouldn't see Puglissi, uh even if he chose to decommit, I don't think it would be until after Raul made a decision to Georgia uh, if he made that decision. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Georgia's going to land one of them. Uh, could land two, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um,
0: but here's the thing not having a 2023 quarterback, okay, not not having one in this class, I think it it opens up Georgia to say, listen, you know, wherever you go to to any quarterback, this isn't just these two, to where wherever you go, you're going to have to compete for a job. And I think Georgia uh, made no bones about it saying to uh, Puglisi in the recruitment leading into it, and every quarterback, I don't care if it's Gunnar Stockton, if it's, uh, you know, Carson Beck, Lord knows Stetson Bennett, all, none of them have been promised anything. They've been saying you get a chance to compete for the job, and that's that's what's going to happen. So I, I think that's what you'll see uh, in this one. Now, um, Night Dog asks, uh, any chance roller reclassifies to 2023? I'm told no on that one. Uh, and then also, is there any truth to Juju Lewis uh, looking to transfer – to IMG or elsewhere outside of the state of Georgia talk to the Lewis camp today. That is an emphatic. No, they are very, very happy, uh, with Carrollton and also his father, uh, went to Facebook and listed out about, you know, 20 different reasons why, uh, Carrollton is a great place for, uh, Julian Lewis and, you know, Trent, I believe you saw that that state championship game, the special, special, Young man and player uh, Juju Lewis is.
2: Yeah, that performance reminded me of Trevor Lawrence playing as a freshman uh, for Cartersville. Just how um, how easy the ball comes out of his hand. He's just—I mean—he's just special. Um, uh, I think uh, you know Georgia's in a good spot for him just early on. You know, we're talking about a freshman in high school, a 26 kid, but Georgia has done a great job. They had him on campus a lot this year. Uh, he's really close with Dale McGee um you know that georgia's built that relationship up so uh look for that relationship to keep on building over the next couple years because this kid is you're likely looking at the the next number one uh player in the country come 2026 class
0: no doubt no doubt uh jeb we got one from uh i don't i can never remember if it's jason g17 or ja song 17 so you take your pick
1: Jason G, what currently committed players uh do we think can make an immediate impact as freshmen?
0: Anthony right. uh, Evan. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. go ahead. go ahead and everybody if you had to if you had to pick one, who are you going to say?
1: I'll go Damon Wilson just because ah,
0: he's not committed. Oh, yeah, he's not committed. Yeah,
1: that's true. Okay, take that back. Um, let me see. Currently committed. national
0: analyst Chad May.
1: National <laughs> analyst who doesn't know who's committed. Um, I'll say I mean, I think at the same position, you could look at a guy like Gabriel Harris because I think Sam and Pimba, and, and we've talked about this too, he's a little on the raw side as far as the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Um, he'll probably need at at least the early part of the season to really kind of get his feet under him. Um, but, I mean, Gabriel Harris has looked really good the times I've seen him. He's kind of in the Michael Williams role, can play with his hand in the dirt, could stand up. Um, so with a little of the, um, I don't know, uncertainty, I guess, at the edge position next year. Uh, Gabriel Harris is a guy that could come in and and um, play right away.
0: The Freudian slip there for sure. All I'm right, just uh, not very
1: smart, guys. I've been saying national signing days on Friday all day.
0: Um, yeah, just, and, all Jed, day. and Jed has been referring. We've been playing in our content and everything we're gonna. And every time he's supposed to say Wednesday, Jed has typed oh, okay. Friday in our thing, and okay. then he then he follows us up. He's like, "Son." Oh,
1: of Paul, our, our good friend, Paul Meharry was like, dude, are you on something? I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just not very smart. So um, Damon Wilson, as we all know, was not committed. Uh, that could be. He's committing Friday. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's committed on national signing day come Friday. So everybody stay tuned. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Gabriel Harris is my answer.
0: Trent, uh, who is your freshman that could make an impact?
1: I
2: just say Anthony Evans because I think he brings a different aspect to the offense that, that Georgia hasn't had that they thought they might have with Arian Smith. But Arian Smith hasn't been able to stay healthy. healthy. So, I think uh, I'll go with Anthony Evans uh, being able to take the top off the offense uh, his first year.
0: <laughs> yeah, Coach Don always says, I don't have any inside info. And then drops inside info. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so now I, I would say, and I'm going to go – I'm gonna go maybe uh it might be a little contrarian here on this this thing, but I think because of what Georgia does offensively. No, because of because of what Georgia does offensively, Travis and Hunt. they need that physicality at the tight end position, and they're gonna be losing, you know. Darnell Washington is is going pro. I don't believe personally, I just don't believe Eric Gilbert's ever gonna be a producing part of the of the program. They need a a physical tight end. Oscar Delp at times uh has, you know, he's tried to do that, but I think somebody who is a natural blocker and isn't getting talked about a lot is Lawson Lucky. And I think Lawson Lucky will block his tail off. I mean he absolutely is one of the most tenacious uh tight end blockers that that I've seen coming out of high school. I really like him. You give him you know, uh this off season to get in the weight room and stuff like that, I think he could have an impact in terms of Georgia runs a lot of that split zone. They they run a lot of stuff on the outside where they get that that big tight end out there, uh, and, and get him matched up on a nickel or a safety, some stuff like that. I think Lawson Lucky could have a, have an impact in Georgia's running game next year if he's able to, to get in there and block a little bit. What so that, that's that's my contrarian pick.
1: The thing, too, I mean, he's already on campus for bull practice. He'll have the spring, summer workouts, whatever. And then the early part of Georgia's schedule next year, if I remember right, is is fairly uh,
0: soft. <laughs> yeah,
1: so he could be a type of thing where he gets his feet wet in those opening few games, and then by the time the, the season gets later and we really get in the grind of SEC play and guys are dinged up and all that kind of stuff, he could be a guy that ends up playing a bigger role down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I think I think that could be that could be uh, some some good stuff. And then if I had to go, if I had to go with one uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I would probably say uh, I, I would probably say uh, Jonell Aguayo. I think I think he's going to get in there and mix it up at, at safety a little bit. Of course, you got Chris Smith leaving. We know Malachi Starts is coming back. Dan Jackson should should come back from injury I think he'll come back for one more year and, and uh, give it another go that give him some but but I think Jonel Aguero could make a make a big impact there Um you can throw your picks here on the screen we got Mo Jackson saying Tyler Williams you know he's a big big a big time guy uh for sure in terms of a uh, big big bodied receiver so yeah they, a lot of a lot of man it's a talented class uh, we said a couple weeks ago Trent that If they don't finish number one, it's going to be a top two class, in 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 my opinion. And Georgia's got a lot of big fish out there that they're really, uh, really close to reeling in, as we've pointed out here.
2: Yeah, and I I know that we're comparing, uh, we're always comparing Georgia's to Alabama's class because that's what Georgia and Alabama fans do now these years. But I think when you're looking at Alabama's class, you're looking at some of the highly touted kids that you know Georgia. It didn't even go after some of these kids. Uh, I know there's one defensive line prospect that Georgia didn't have how on their board that's uh, still a target for Alabama. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, both of their classes are going to offset each other. I think both of them are having a very good class, and uh, um, I, I think they'll be one and two at the end of the year. We'll just see what, what do they land in.
0: Another – another I, I didn't think another guy who could be a huge impact Peyton Woodring has a, has a chance to be the field goal kicker next year. I mean, he really does. He he's, I know they've got, you know, Zirkle and all these other guys that are, that are there, but my goodness, the leg that, that Woodring has. And we talked about it, that field goal that he kicked this year from uh 60, that would have been good from 67, 68 on a uneven, you know, grass field down in Louisiana somewhere. That's impressive stuff. I know he's not going to be an early enrollee or anything, but, you know, kicking the ball didn't change really, Trent. You, you're looking at one spot and kicking it. Uh, so, that, that didn't change a whole lot.
2: Yeah, if you got that kind of leg, it don't matter where you're kicking at. Um, just, just get them on campus in August and say, hey, just kick it.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, some people are saying the ILBs. Listen, the ILBs, I think, are going to find it hard next year to get some playing time because Georgia's returning all those guys. You know, did I mean, they're returning Smile Monday. They're returning Jamon Dumas-Johnson. You know, if Zabian sorry comes back, if he, if he doesn't elect to, you know, go somewhere else or something like that, then then he's he's returning. Of course, they've got uh, Tresman Marshall that, that should be be returning. I mean, they got, they got a bunch of those guys on the inside coming back.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at – I mean, maybe you could see maybe like a Raylan Wilson working into like a Jalen Walker-type role on like situational third down packages maybe. Um, but I look for those guys to be on special teams. They're all really good athletes. Um, I know CJ Allen and Raylan Wilson run track. I don't know about Troy Bowles, but I mean, have those guys flying down the field on punt, punt uh punt curbage team is is not a bad way to to get your feet wet in college football. But yeah, as far as actual linebacker reps, I think it'll be hard. Um at least barring injury or anything like that for those guys to I, get. Inter-
2: I'm interested in seeing about uh, like Ron Davis and uh, Tresman Marshall, what they'd like to do if they like to come back and kind of be that second group uh, again, or, you know, there might be a, you know, if they'd like to, to go somewhere and finish their career as the main, main group, uh, if there's a, a, another second group, like yeah. John Walker that rotates in.
0: Yeah. That, that could, uh, that, that could definitely be the case. Like I said, there will be some attrition for Georgia in the portal whether it's the spring period or whether it's after the, the the college football playoff is done that kind of stuff but um guys there is there's so much to cover we've covered a lot of ground here in this hour we appreciate everybody that's in here so much uh do us a favor hit the thumbs up it's free if you don't subscribe go ahead and hit the subscribe button and also if you are not a member of of ugasports.com i believe you can get a uh, promo code right now to to sign up and jed i don't know if you get that handy on you but uh we can we can throw that up here in just a minute but ugasports.com guys we're gonna have signing day coverage all this all this kind of stuff going on all the latest news uh portal information you know so it's all over there so we appreciate you guys being a part of it, hit the like button, hit subscribe, turn on notifications. Trent, Jed, you got anything for these guys before uh, before we uh, before we head out tonight?
1: Stay tuned. That's it. Just Keep there it locked. UjSports.com. Everything we're gonna, you know, it, it's it's the biggest day of the year for us. It's it's our Christmas right before the actual Christmas. So, um, you know, it's all your coverage is gonna be, um, you know, right here where you uh, where you can find it all in one place.
2: Yeah, I'm expecting these next two weeks to be full of uh, you get your national signing day, then I think you'll see some portal announcements, then you'll have the playoff game. So uh, I think the next two weeks are going to be full of excitement for Georgia fans, and uh, we look forward to bringing it to you at UGA Sports.
0: Absolutely. So for Trent Smallwood, Jed May, I am Blaine Gilmer. We will catch you guys next time on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts, and uh, we'll have some coverage for you on when the early signing period starts on Wednesday. So make sure to subscribe and tune in and we'll catch you next time.